Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the I Said Shut Up podcast. It is Thursday, March 31st, 2018. In case you need to know the date, but you're probably listening to this on Friday, so it's it's probably June 1st, 2018. How are you? I, uh, I'm just, I have started this podcast several times. Uh, one, because I had to turn the recording studio on. I had to turn on the air conditioning. In case you don't know, I record this in my car. All right. The XC60 recording studios. Normally I leave it off trying to save gas now that I don't have the Prius recording studio. Oh, I had it for eight years for you new listeners to the podcast. And it was a lovely car. But. While I try to save the gas in this thing now, it's a family SUV, because I have a family. The um, I, I had to turn on the air conditioning. It was so goddamn humid. And then the other reason I stopped the podcast, of course, is because people were walking past the car, and they see me with the microphone and the headphones on, and, uh, you know, they judge. You know what? Do I have to explain myself to them? No, I don't, but I want to. I want to get out and say, guys... I am a moderately successful comedian who, uh, you know, wants to do a podcast for his legions of fans. But, you know, I don't want to wake up a baby in the apartment. So I sit in my car raving like a lunatic. What's the big deal? Why, you don't do anything that people would think is weird? Bunch of Goddamn hypocrites is what they are. So I'll start right in because this is the Thursday edition, guys. This is the condensed version. We're going to try to keep it to 30 minutes, right? That's really, that's all you need. Christ, five minutes of me is enough. You know? Let's go. Mally Spider-Man. I wrote something down. I wrote, I'm looking at my phone. I wrote some points down because, you know, like, I don't want this one to meander. First of all, I've already lost five minutes of my life restarting this podcast. And the basketball, the game one is on uh, between Golden State and uh, and LeBron James. And uh, we all know what's going to happen. It's going to be probably, uh, maybe LeBron will win one game because Golden State will just, you know, blow it out their ass. And it'll be, they'll win, you know, four games. They'll win in five games. Four games to one is probably what will happen. Or a sweep. But, you know, LeBron just doesn't have anyone to help him out. And Golden State have the most ridiculous team of all time. Look, guys, but I'm still going to watch it is what I'm telling you. And uh, and I can't PVR it because I don't have TSN. You know, that's the Canadian broadcaster who is uh, carrying it. I don't have the TSN, so I'm going to stream it. And before you, you shut down my podcast, CIA, streaming is legal. I looked it up. You can you can watch things on the old internet streaming wise in Canada and that's not a problem. You just can't you can't be downloading stuff, you know, you can't be torrenting and that type of shit, but you can stream, you know? So uh come at me. No, don't come at me. Don't make an example out of me. Don't try to don't try to work the law in your favor. I'm sure they could get you if they wanted to. They can always get to you. Don't ever think they can't. They can. But uh, Mally Spider-Man. So, we all know the story at this point. If you don't, 
There was a child dangling from a four, uh, he was a four stories up on a balcony. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but when you see the footage, uh, that's a long drop. And maybe you're like, Mark, for a four-year-old, oh, yeah, that's a lot. We, we all get it. But like, it looked like a lot, a lot. You know, I feel like four stories in our building, I don't know. I think maybe the kid, you know, kind of maybe sprains his ankle. But this, I don't know what's going on in Paris. Where they're built, they must have high ceilings or some shit. So anyway, kids dangling from a four-story, uh, from the balcony, the fourth balcony in a apartment complex. And this dude just runs up and scales the building. Like just, he grabs every, uh, the, the patios and what, what do you call them? The balconies. And he just hops from one balcony to the next one until he gets up to the kid. And then he just hauls the kid over the balcony in one fucking smooth move. And it's just, it's awesome, right? Like the guy saves this kid's life and uh, that's wonderful. Um, The dad apparently was off playing Pokemon. So he's in trouble. And uh, anyway, people are saying he can get up to two years in jail. But what, you think that's going to help? You know, the kid, it's already bad enough what happened. And obviously his dad is a fucking idiot. You send him to jail, that's not going to help this four-year-old's life. Just the guy needs to go to a pile of, uh, you know, counselings and just... And he needs to, no matter no matter what's happened. No matter, even it, like... Even if you give him the greatest benefit of the doubt, you, you're not allowed to leave a four-year-old alone. No matter what happens, even if he was in a safe environment and you got all the doors locked and the kid happens to be fucking MacGyver and he finds a way to get out of a locked room and get out onto the balcony, no matter what the situation is, you went shopping with, and then you played Pokemon Go, apparently, according to the news, which who can, who knows if they're telling the truth, you know? It's probably the media, they're all out, they're out to get this, this, this poor man. Like they're out to get Donald Trump. It's all fake news. Really, this little kid's a monster. He locked his dad out. You know, he, he put Pokemon Go on the guy's phone. He just he set him up. And then he dangled from, from the fourth story. Just And he can do it, no problem. He could have climbed up. Now, so the, the real story is, of course, uh, that guy, the, the guy from Mali, Save the kid's life. And the dad's in trouble, but hopefully he won't go to jail. Hopefully he'll just smarten up. The kid's mom is not even in Paris. She's moving over, like, next month. And, uh, wow. I mean, that's got to cause some maritable problems, right? Oh, maritable. Maritable problems. But uh, the weird thing is, what, what I didn't read in a lot of reports, I finally read in one of them, was the kid lived on the sixth floor. So what happened was he fell from the sixth floor. He fell, but he caught himself on the uh, fourth floor balcony, and then he just hung there. So as far as I can see, we have two Spider-Men, one guy from Mali and one guy from Paris. It's just, I mean, man, that four-year-old, that's a pretty athletic four-year-old. First of all, to be able to get over a balcony and then to catch himself as he falls to what would have been his death. Because six floors in those high-ceiling Parisian apartments, look out. Maybe the kid was just looking for a way down because uh, they don't have any elevators in those apartment buildings in Paris. They really don't. 
If you go over there, look, guys, I'm a world traveler. All right. I am very cultured. And uh, I was in Paris, you know, because why not? Right. And uh, most of the I'm not going to say most, but a lot of the buildings there, they're old as shit. And so they don't have elevators. So you got to walk upstairs. So this kid was probably like shortcut. I got to go down and help dad with Pokemon Go. My um, wife's uncle, uh, I think it's, a, it's, it's her great uncle, actually, right? No, no, it's not. It's her regular uncle. I just, he's just old as shit, so I uh, get that confused. So um, this dude lives in a Parisian apartment, and they have an elevator, which is a luxury for a lot of these Parisian apartments, as I said. But you can't fucking, you can't exhale in the elevator. Like, we had to go up individually. I'm not kidding. Me and the wife had to go up one at a time. It is so goddamn small. Anyway, back to the story. The thing is that I'm here to give you another perspective, all right? Everybody's going on about what the parents should have done, Wow, how awesome it was that the guy from Mali, you know, saved him. And the reason that it's it's people keep mentioning he's from Mali is that he's trying to become a citizen, you know, of France. He's trying to uh, get work there. And um, so they people said, you know, uh, this is a an example to all people of France. Uh, and then they he was offered by Macron or whatever the fuck the guy in charge is named is uh he, he was offered um, a job as a firefighter. He said, hey, you know, this is if, if you can do this type of shit, then uh, you should be a firefighter. I think that kid should also be a firefighter because that uh, you try falling off a sixth floor, grabbing the fourth floor on the way down and then hanging there until some awesome Superman comes up, up and saves you. That is that's tough shit. I'm surprised no one's talking about that. But the um, the thing that's getting me about the story is uh, they're going to try to speed up his citizenship. And everybody's like, yeah, man, that's what they should do. And my bet is all these people, all the immigrants coming into Paris and are coming into France and trying, trying to get citizenship, they're all looking at this going, yeah, is this what we have to fucking do? We, we have to save dangling children? In order to get citizenship, like that's they're all about. Uh, you know what? This is uh, this is great. Like it, I feel like there's an underlying nastiness to it. Maybe I could be wrong, but it's just like, oh, if you're gonna act like that, you can come in. And, you know, this guys, this is what we need in here: people who are saving our little white children's lives. It's just like. You know, it shouldn't be a thing where you need to do something heroic in order for people to realize that you should be able to immigrate to a new country if, you know, you you do it legally and you, you're just trying to make a new life for yourself. Why do you got to make it so goddamn hard? Anyway. It's just, it reminds me of, you know, that Republican story I read on Facebook that I was, 
I may have mentioned on the podcast where some some Republican senator's son came out as gay, and then uh, the his party said, of course, well, you got to disown your son, and so he said, no, I'm disowning you, and so he he came out and he was saying, you know, I I had I chose my son over over my party, and and uh, that's and you know, gay people were like, well, yeah, that's great, man, uh, good for you to see the light, but you know, do does every Republican senator need to have a gay son in order to figure out that you should treat people equally? You know, it, it was that this gives me that vibe. You know? That if you're coming in from Mali, you better do some fucking Superman shit or Spider-Man, sorry, not DC. You got to do Spider-Man shit. And I don't know I, when I was watching it, all I could think is, could I do that? I think I could do that. I know in my younger days I could. Up till 10 years ago. I'm 40 now, and I have shitty, shitty bones. But 10 years ago, I could fucking do that. I don't know about the pulling the kid up thing the way he did. Now, maybe so. I think so. But definitely hauling myself up, not a problem. Nowadays, though, Christ. Man, it happens fast. If you're out there and you're under 40, it happens fast. Like, I just tried to swing on the monkey bars when I was at uh, one of the kids' playgrounds there. And I I just, I almost ripped my arm off, you know? And I don't mean just the bones, like the muscles, the tendons, everything. Just getting old, man. Christ almighty. And uh, Roseanne, guys, I went right back to the list. Because we got to, let's see what kind of time we have here. Oh, my God, we're already at 14 minutes. And all I talked about was the Mally Superman. Spider-Man. I, uh, Roseanne, Tom Arnold is what I have written down. Because Roseanne got her show canceled. Now, I assumed it was because the show sucked. Because I don't know, like, I like the old Roseanne, of course, like everybody else. Um, Norm MacDonald used to write on that show, actually. And he said that Roseanne was such an asshole to him. I mean, he didn't say those words. I'm just inferring from his story because he was number four. Like, she just numbered all the writers. She didn't want to learn their names. So she just numbered them all. She goes, hey, number four, what do you have to say? What, What about you, number three? What's your joke? Like that, you know? And, uh. That's pretty fucking uh, dehumanizing. You know what I mean? So I, I've i never assumed she was a good person hearing shit like that. But according to uh, her husband, she was, or her ex-husband, Tom Arnold, she used to be very liberal-minded and very um, uh, progressive and these types of things. And he feels that her mental health issues, like, let me tell you, okay, in case you don't know, Roseanne got her uh, show canceled because she compared um, a former Obama advisor to uh, an ape, and this woman um, was African-American, and of course that's, now Roseanne says she didn't know that, and the woman does look, you know, very light-skinned, you, it's, it's quite possible she didn't know that. But no matter what the situation. Yeah, you know, you fucking... Look, sometimes you don't mean to run a stop sign and, and you know, plow into an old lady. But you did. 
You know, it's like, I, oh, I didn't see the stop sign. You still plowed into that old lady. You know what I mean? She'll never play tennis the same way again. You know? She's going to be double faulting all over the place. So sometimes when you do the crime, intention or not, and, you know, judging by some of her old tweets, it doesn't sound like that's a stretch that she would say something like that. And um, anyway, Tom Arnold said he saw this coming because uh, he was reading her social media for years pre- uh, leading up to her getting the show back. And uh, and he said just, you know. But he was such a terrible person to interview. Anderson Cooper, who looks like a deer caught in the headlights when he's trying to interview people. It's like he's, I don't know what, reading a teleprompter? He just looks glassy-eyed. You know, like, don't you, like, I, I know it's a split screen, so maybe it's hard to look like you're making eye contact with the person, but I don't know. He looks so unnatural to me for, for to be such a noted broadcaster, for to be, you know, the top of the heap the way he is. I just feel like, I don't know, he should have a better presence. Am I wrong? Of course I'm not. So he's interviewing Tom Arnold. Now, to be fair to Anderson Cooper, maybe he was just uh, had a look of, oh, shit, this is this interview I cannot keep on the rails. He, he keeps going off because he did every few seconds. He couldn't even finish his sentences. And then Tom Arnold and then he would uh, just always relate it back to Donald Trump. Hey, you see what Donald Trump, he's spewing the hate and he's doing the th- and people like Roseanne are listening and it's Donald Trump. And, Don- and it was just like, and so Cooper would try to steer the conversation back to, you know, the subject matter. Like, so was she like this when you were married? I'll tell you what, she wasn't like when we were married. Donald Trump wasn't in power when we were married. And that's the difference. Like it was, you know, it was, uh, it was a difficult interview to watch, but I think Tom Arnold's point was that there is now a culture of hate and uh, it's being propagated by the most powerful man in the world who is in the White House and um, and people with mental health issues like Roseanne. They hear the fear rhetoric that he is allegedly spewing and uh, they can't handle it. So they act the way Roseanne is acting. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if you can blame Trump for this one, but uh, I don't know. Maybe he's got a point. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, let's see what the callers think. Caller number five. I don't have callers. And if I did, I wouldn't ask him that question. I'd ask him things about myself. But uh, then Samantha B called... Ivanka Trump on her show, uh, Samantha B has a comedy show, and full, full frontal with Samantha B. Samantha B. Full frontal. Anyway, funny, funny title, but you know, with the Me Too movement, 2018, full frontal. What are you implying, Samantha? Is that holding us all back as a society? No, it's just a funny title, and she's a very funny lady. I I always thought that she should have gotten the Daily Show when when John Stewart left. Uh, Trevor Noah seems to be doing a pretty good job, to be fair. But uh, to me, I was just surprised that Samantha B didn't get it. But at least she got her own show, so maybe it all worked out for the best, right? We have more diversity on TV. Uh, Trevor Noah's show certainly handles uh, far more uh, 
racially sensitive issues in a way that only they can handle it because, you know, their front man is a man of color. So, you know, maybe they do the right thing. And then, like I said, Samantha B's got her own show. Anyway, old Sammy B. Hey, Sammy B. My son is named Sammy B. Huh, how about that? So uh, old Samantha B, she um, called Ivanka Trump a feckless cunt. And uh, I'm not ashamed to say I don't know what the word feckless means, but I do know what the word cunt means. To me, I am picturing a freckleless cunt. Is that is that what she meant? Anyway, she was the joke. I guess was that uh, you know she should tell Donald Trump to stop doing some of the things that he's doing, and uh, because Ivanka, you know, prior to Trump being elected. People thought Ivanka was not, didn't think like Donald, like the Donald, that she was a little more center at least. And um, so people were kind of hoping, I think, uh, on the left, they were kind of hoping Ivanka would be a bit of a voice for them with Donald Trump. Anyway, and, and then the rest of the joke, uh, she said something like, go put on a tight dress with a low-cut top and ask your father to stop these things. And everybody lost their mind about the feckless cunt. And they were saying, like, all... It's... I just... It's it. This culture we have right now. So, Roseanne comes out and says this thing. And immediately, ABC cancels her show. Everybody, you know, distances themselves from her, rightfully so. It's just like, we, we don't think like that. Uh, we don't want to be hanging out with people who think like that. And um, then when Samantha B makes this joke, then everybody, they just equate it. And they just, oh, yeah, you you said this. Well, we, we're, we're saying this. You, you're canceling Roseanne. Are you going to cancel Samantha B? It's like, well, you know, I mean, that you could. You could cancel her. But, like, so we're not allowed to say, we're not allowed to call people names at all now. Like, we're not allowed to hate anybody. Is that the case? Or you lose your your TV show? It just, I don't know. It's not racist to call someone a cunt. It's not nice. But it's not racist. So if, and and that's what Trump was saying, like, oh, media, you're going to cancel Roseanne's show. What about all the things that have been said about me in the media? I guess I guess I didn't get those apologies. It's like, well, yeah, but people aren't saying racist things to you. They're saying they don't like you. But I don't know. To me that to me it seems different. But I what I will say is that it's not doing anyone any good to be fair to Trump and to Ivanka Trump is like the the name calling. It's just it's only creating a further divide. Do you know what I mean? Like, Samantha, Samantha was, was you know, like these shows. This is what I the the conclusion I've come to: the the John Olivers, the John Stewarts, the Samantha Bees. I guess they're they're preaching to the choir. So if their goal is to affect change, then doing stories like this is not going to do that. It. What you are going to do is entertain 
most likely, people who already agree with you. And that very that may be her entire rationale. And why not, right? Hey, I want to make some dollar-dollar bills, y'all. And uh, I think these things, people who like me think these things, let's just laugh at the people we hate. Ha, 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 hate your guts. But if you're trying to be somewhat objective and your goal is to uh, change the system because you, you know, because a lot of artists, that's what they want to do. They want to affect some change positively, you know, or, or shed some light on things that they think need to be fixed. And if you're if that's your goal, calling people uh, feckless, whatever the hell that means, cunts. Hey, what if feckless means uh, amazing? Yeah. And she's like, you're an amazing cunt. Wouldn't that just cancel it out? I'm assuming it's bad. But what's hilarious to me is that's what everyone focused on. The Megyn Kellys and the Fox News people. And they were like, oh, oh, so it's okay if she calls her a feckless cunt, but you can't, you can't call people, you can't call black people apes. It's like, well, no, you can't. Like, you, you can't in any way make racial slurs. That is simple. It's hate speech. Um, but saying you don't like someone and saying, I, that guy's a fucker or something like that. What you're, you are allowed to say that. And people are allowed to be mad at you for saying that. But are you going to cancel a comedy show? Because, you know, like, let's say I say, you know, uh, Taylor Swift and I'm picking Taylor Swift because everyone seems to like her. I'm like, oh, that Taylor Swift, what a... What a feckless cunt. Am I right? Guys, remember when she she kicked that old lady? The old lady who got hit by that guy who ran a stop sign? Oh, she, she'll never play tennis the same again. You know, I, I, then, then what? Does everything get taken from me? Do you take my XC60 recording studio? Do I lose my job as a comedian? I don't know. To me, it seemed... It seems different. And, and and what it's doing, too, is just, I don't know, confusing the conversation, which is something that politicians enjoy doing. And like I said, creating more of a divide. I just, I want to stop doing that. You will, you'll notice in this podcast, I haven't been too, you know, one way or the other. I think both sides are doing things that are are fanning the flames and i think that uh, it needs it needs to get it needs to cool down i think the sarah silverman's if you listen to my last podcast i think the sarah silverman's and the john mulaney's um have kind of got it right you know it's uh just and the bill burrs you know kind of you kind of go down the middle. John Mulaney, I guess, is a little, still a little left, you know. But the, the stuff he did about Trump and his routine, which is really good, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. It was just, but he's clearly anti-Trump. So, anyway, but so Sarah Silverman. However, she, she's not, she's trying to reach out to the other side. But anyway, my point is, everyone grabs on. To this uh, this insult that Samantha B threw out because she swore, but did you not hear the rest of the statement? She said, 
wear a tight dress and some a low-cut top and tell your dad. So, and this has been implied before, but the implied incest, like the fact that Donald Trump, because he's basically said, uh, according to comedians I've heard, uh, and and he well he has I do know he's he's made mention that Ivanka is a real looker and you know what in truth she's a very nice looking lady what are you gonna you're gonna deny that she's a lovely looking lady and Donald Trump has said this and so people have mocked him you know in some circles for saying things like that saying he sounds like he's attracted to his own daughter you know because people people like to. They like to make the laughs at other people's expense, you know? And so, as a meant to be, she said that. She was implying that you wear something sexy to change your dad's mind. And people latched on to the cunt part of it. That's just, that just shows you where we are, you know? And this, uh, people are like, oh, everything's too politically correct. I think it's not that it's too politically correct. I think it's just that we, we've come to such a head. It just with the, with the anger. There's so much anger coming out of everybody that uh, it's boiled over. So now shit happens. You know, you say something, you you lose your job, or you can't be in entertainment anymore, or you can't be a senator anymore, or just, you just... So what I'm saying is, in order to stop this, I think we should, uh, you know, scream a little less. Or you can scream, but just about things that don't r- upset other people this way you know you can you can stand up for what you believe in i get that but do it with empathy guys guys a a, a teaspoon of honey attracts more flies is that the saying something like that what time were we at oh my god we're off 30 minutes oh guys i'm so sorry 30 minutes i i gotta cut it off but i'll tell you i i will say i got an air conditioner at Costco, it's my last note that I will say. I also have Heckler Firefighter, so I'll do that. I'm going to put a space on my phone, and I will do that next podcast. To talk about the, the firefighter show I had, there was this Heckler, and uh, it's kind of interesting what happened. Any hoozles. Bought an air conditioner at old Costco, and that's right. I got a Costco membership and an SUV. Like, honest to God. You know? But that's the thing. So I go out to Costco and you can't get an air conditioner for, I, they're so big. This one's 12,000 BTUs, which you all, you need for a large-sized bedroom these days. Because the, the, the portable units aren't as powerful as the window units, in case you don't know. And you probably don't because you all have central air because you're all fucking kings and queens. But I, uh... So I, I have this thing, and when I pull up at Costco, because the guys are going to put it in the car for me, I pull up in the Volvo, with, and the guy's like, oh, thank God. And they just throw it in the back of the SUV, and then he presses the button to close the, the trunk like a pro. Like, I didn't even know there was a button you press to close the trunk. 
but it closes it automatically because this guy has seen a lot of cars, you know, he's at Costco, a lot of SUVs, but he said that the uh, Mercedes in front of me that they had to load the same air conditioner into, that was a sedan. He said, that was very, very difficult, but you got, you got, you got the right car. I'm like, you're goddamn right. I do the right car for Costco. And then, uh, but I got the bad bones guys. I got the bad bones. So I had to, uh, I tried to get Nick, the bodybuilder and, and Hisham, the prison guard to help me bring it up. But both of them were busy. So I got, uh, Daryl Purvis. He's the next best thing to a giant bodybuilder is hilarious comedian, Daryl Purvis. And, um, he helped me carry it upstairs. We carry it upstairs. We, we bring it in. And then Sarah says on the front, she looks at the front of the box. She goes, minimum window height, uh, 70 centimeters. Minimum. I'm like, what? So I check it, and there's the window kit, the thing you stick into the window, the little, the little panel where the hose goes into that you jam into the window. That was huge. Like, it, it was meant for a patio door. So, like, from, like, floor to ceiling. And Sarah's like, did you not read that? I'm like, no. I was at Costco. The parking lot was insane. I barely got in with my life. I, I didn't even, I didn't know where the shopping carts were. It was, it was a zoo in there. It's a fucking zoo. It's a her- horrible experience. And then, like, Costco in the suburbs, maybe it's okay because they probably have big sprawling parking lots. You know, but you, you're, you're driving to Costco in Toronto, so in the middle of horrible traffic. Then you get there, there's nowhere to park. And then you go in and there's a thousand people trying to get into this little... Anyway. Uh, and, and it's not like I had a... In my mind, I'd measured the window or knew our window was or wasn't 70 centimeters. I don't know what it is. You know, so... I, I look at comedian Daryl Purvis, and I'm like, well, I guess uh, I got to take this back. And uh, so we uh, picked up the 1,000-pound thing, brought it back to the car, put it in the trunk. So I go upstairs doing research on uh, what to, what kind of unit I should get, one that can fit my window. And I'm watching YouTube videos, and I see people installing mine because it's a Danby. I have a Danby Whisper some shit. I don't know. It's the one they sell at Costco. They only they only sell two units there in the actual store. Online, more. But so I get I'm re I'm 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 watching YouTube videos about installation, and I'm noticing the guy's windows like mine. So how do how do he do that? And then he starts talking. He said, and of course, if the panel is too long, you just cut it. It's like what 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 do you mean? What do you mean you just cut it? And then I read a few more things, and people are like, yeah, you can just cut those things if they're too long. And uh, I was like, with what? But I saw people were using a handsaw, and I have a small handsaw. Why? I don't know. I don't know where I got it. I don't know why I have it. Maybe I'm like Roseanne, you know? Have some ambient blackouts. I go to hardware stores in the middle of the night, buy myself some handsaws. Who knows what I did with it, you know? Maybe I went after that old lady. I got it out for her. Anyway. So, uh, I opened the thing up today. Well, actually, I then I had to go get it because it's in my car. So, the super of the building, he has a, a, a dolly. 
and, and he gave me the dolly I can use. And uh, so when Daryl Purvis, he, he wrote me the, the following day, which was uh, yesterday, and said, hey, do you need help bringing that air conditioner back to Costco? And I said, no, apparently I can cut the, the window thing. And um, also the super gave me a dolly so I could take it up myself. And he didn't write back because I'm assuming he's like, you feckless cunt. Why did I have to come over and help you at all? Probably threw out his back, you know? So um, I, I installed it today, and I, I cut the thing. I had to cut it three times because I couldn't get the size right. I cut it three times, and um, here's the thing. I'm reading the instructions. Like, on the, on the front of the box, it says the minimum window. So that's why I was hesitant to cut the thing because... It doesn't say you can cut it. It says minimum window depth, you know? And then, But I'm reading the instructions, and they're saying if the panel is too long, you can cut it. Well, you didn't say that on the front of the box. And me and my wife had a discussion about it where we were annoyed with each other and her mostly with me, and rightfully so, because I didn't. No, it's not that I didn't do my due diligence. They don't tell you. When you're reading the descriptions about the air conditioners, what the window settings you need, yeah, that's that's deep. That's deep in, in the instruction manual. And then and and yeah, they had it on the box, but they didn't they didn't tell me that before I went out and picked it up. And I've installed other window units before, so I've never had this issue. Anyway, guys, I got it done, cause. I am not just a cultured man. I am a handyman. And uh, I did it with uh, moderately little injury and a little bit of frustration. And I stunk to high heaven when I finished it because it was so humid and I didn't have the air conditioner on, you know. So uh, build up a lather. And uh, it's done. And now it's cool. And in fact... I'm going to go up because, oh, Christ, uh, the basketball game starts in 10 minutes. And, guys, oh, my God, you got you got nine bonus minutes on the Thursday edition. Bonus minutes you probably didn't even want. You were like, I wish to God you hadn't started the air conditioning thing because that was right at the 30-minute mark, and now you're still delaying the end. Guys, I just love spending time with you. You know what I mean? And time, that's, that's what it is. I'm too comfortable. I turned on the car, and now I've got the nice air conditioning, and I'm sitting on the cushy back seats, and I don't want to leave. I swear to God, if I could use this front panel here on, on the car and watch the basketball game right here, I would, and I bet you can. I got to get that guy from Costco, the guy who pressed the button to close the trunk. I got to get him. I bet you he knows how to tune into the NBA game. Streaming it. Streaming it from the Volvo. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, this is Mark Joseph Bennett. I said shut up. I'll uh, talk to you on Monday. See you.